0: Welcome to WFUV's What's What. It's Wednesday, August 17th.
1: What's What is a daily podcast that explores current events, culture, news, and hot topic issues in the New York Tri-State area.
0: That includes features and interviews exclusively from WFUV.
1: I'm David Escobar.
0: And I'm Nicoletta Papavasilakis.
1: Here's What's What around the city.
0: School starting up again at the beginning of September and New York City public schools are updating their COVID guidelines.
1: Most importantly, routine testing and mask mandates are both coming to an end. Anyone who's exposed to the virus will be sent home with a testing kit instead.
0: Yeah, David, and those who do test positive or have symptoms will have to quarantine for five days. When they do return to school, they'll have to wear a mask for the next five days.
1: One rule from last spring is here to stay, though. All adults that enter New York's public schools have to be vaccinated. That includes teachers and other school staff.
0: But there's still no vaccine requirements for students. They only have to get the shot if they want to do after-school activities.
1: We have some big news out of upstate New York that could change how Amazon treats its workers.
0: Employees from a warehouse in Skodak, Albany, are petitioning to join the Amazon labor union.
1: They're following the lead of workers from the Staten Island warehouse that fought to create Amazon's union.
0: It was the very first time in history that Amazon employees formed a union in the U.S.
1: The Amazon labor union now plans to represent about 400 workers in Albany. But Amazon's corporate leaders have opposed unionization in the past.
0: And they're not stopping now. The company has reportedly spent millions to change employees' minds about joining the union.
1: Now the National Labor Relations Board is going to count up the signatures on the petition to see if the workers can hold an election.
0: Well, New Yorkers can say hi to a new cannabis museum opening up this fall.
1: That's right, Nicoletta. The Soho Museum is going to be called the House of Cannabis. That's THCNYC for short.
0: But no weed will be sold there. Instead, the museum will exhibit the history of cannabis through immersive experiences and high-tech LED light shows.
1: Weed is legal for recreational use in New York, but the only licenses given out to dispensaries right now are for medical marijuana. The Cannabis Control Board is planning to change that later this year.
0: For now, the Adams administration is cracking down on weed vendors in the city. If you've ever seen one of those neon green dispensary trucks parked in Times Square, they aren't exactly discreet.
1: And that's not really helping their case. The NYPD says it recently seized 20 of those trucks for not having a license.
0: But once those trucks are able to hit the road again with licenses, they'll be part of the legal marijuana industry. It's expected to be worth 1.3 billion once sales begin in New York next year.
1: It might be the middle of August, but we've already got a Christmas controversy involving the Queen of Christmas herself, Mariah Carey.
0: Well, that's actually kind of the problem. She's taken that name a little too seriously. She filed a trademark "Queen of Christmas" last month.
1: But now Carey is getting backlash from other Christmas singing legends, including Darlene Love and Elizabeth Chan. Chan is actually planning to take the issue to court because she already has an album called The Queen of Christmas.
0: Love and Chan are saying that Carrie can't monopolize Christmas like that. But Carrie says she earned her status as the Queen of Christmas from her 1994 classic All I Want for Christmas is You.
1: And the money doesn't lie. According to The Economist, Carey makes about $2.5 million a year from that song alone.
0: And now we turn to some sports news. In baseball, the Yankees and Mets lost yet again last night. They were taken down in a division play by the Tampa Bay Rays and the Atlanta Braves.
1: There's some more bad news for the Mets. Taiwan Walker left the mound after the second inning last night due to back spasms. His timeline is still unclear.
0: And across the pond in England, Elon Musk got Manchester United fans a little too excited.
1: After an abysmal first two weeks in the Premier League, Musk tweeted that he was buying the soccer club, which caused a commotion on Twitter. He later responded saying he was only joking.
0: And in golf, Patrick Reed is filing a lawsuit against Golf Channel commentator Brandel Chambly for defamation.
1: Reed says the commentator repeatedly accused him of cheating during a tournament. Chambly has also been outspoken about Reed's decision to leave the PGA for the Live Golf Tour.
0: Reed filed the complaint in his hometown of Houston, Texas. And now we turn to Fordham Conversations with my co host, David Escobar.
1: This week, I sat down with Fordham professor James Kim to talk about turning the idea of an Asian American Studies program at Fordham into a reality.
2: I mean, the idea for an Asian American Studies program has long predates the, the, the Atlanta shootings. It actually goes back to uh, at Fordham, to the early 21st century, the early aughts, um, students agitated for an Asian American Studies program, and their activism eventuated in the creation of the position that I now hold as a tenured faculty member at Fordham, and one of the things they hired me to try to do was to um, create an Asian American Studies program through various means, but with the Atlanta shootings, there was a strong impetus to, to return to that project with, um, with greater vigor. And so your question was, so what was the university's attitude towards uh, Asian American studies after the Atlanta shooting? I think there was a lot of interest and in, in mm-hmm. a strong sense of the urgency of Asian American studies um, uh, and having something like an Asian American Studies program at Fordham at pretty much all levels of the university. Certainly, there was very strong student interest My faculty colleagues are certainly very, very supportive of this and very excited about it. Um, And, uh, you know, I think the higher administrators are very, very uh, happy to see this going forward and they're giving us as much support as they might reasonably expect from them.
1: I just wanted to know like a little Mm -hmm. bit about what inspired you specifically to take, you took the lead on the faculty working group for Asian American Studies and what kind of inspired you to do that?
2: Um, It's something we've long needed at Fordham. I think t- to date I'm the only full-time faculty member who was hired specifically as an Asian Americanist. And so there are, there are other people who do Asian American studies, but they weren't hired for that specialty specifically. And so there's been a real absence of community around Asian American studies uh, at Fordham. I mean, I've, I've been able to get that community by, you know, connecting with colleagues at other institutions and so forth. But there is a, it, it makes a big difference, you know, to have that community sort of within your own institution. And it makes things, it's just a lot more uh, robust, a lot more gratifying a lot more rewarding and a lot more productive if you have that community within your own institution so there was that. Like my my need as a faculty member to have a sense, sense of academic community around my my specialty, and then two, like this, this strong and recurrent sense that the students really, really, really crave this. You know, I can't tell you how many times I've had students say, "I've looked for this, I've tried to find this." We, there was even a student, in 2015, 2016, She was she was an American Studies major, and she really, really wanted Asian American Studies courses, and we couldn't provide them. So there was that, and then there's also just you know my experience as a teacher when I when I have had the chance to teach Asian-American uh, studies courses, those are often courses where like, Asian-American students really blossom. So it's not as unusual for me to hear from Asian-American students in those courses. Like, I've never talked as much as I do in this class. Like, I've never, I never um, have felt as, as if I had as much space to sort of share my ideas as I've had in this class.
1: What further action do you hope Fordham takes to make this program happen? Like, Is there anything you feel like they could be doing better or they just haven't done yet that you would like to see?
0: I would
2: like to see them hire more specialists in Asian American studies, people who are retraining in order to gain this knowledge on Asian American studies that they can then teach in undergraduate classes and so forth. You know, it, it comes down to you know, staffing needs. And we, we, we need more Asian American studies faculty members.
0: That was my co-host David Escobar talking with Professor James Kim about Fordham's new Asian American studies program.
1: Fordham Conversations taps into the Fordham University community to discuss issues that impact our world.
0: And that's our show for today. I'm Nicoletta Papavasilakis.
1: And I'm David Escobar. Check back with us tomorrow at 3 o'clock for more news, music, culture, and sports.
0: And tell your friends so they can find WFUV's What's What at WFUVnews.org, wherever you get your podcasts.